Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fresh Talk. My name is Chris. Hi. I'm Dan. I'm Zeke. And I'm John. We have a special guest this week who has already been a special guest. This is your second appearance on the podcast? Extra yes. special guest. Number two. Now the Which first... now makes you a cast member. Yes. <laughs> now, the first podcast, I believe, was it Weezer? Do we, we do a whole yes. episode on Weezer? Yes, Weezer discussion. Yes. Probably the most depressing podcast. <laughs> it was dark. It yeah, was blue. It was, <laughs> it was blue. And then it got green. Yeah. They have a new record coming out. Uh, I mean, yep. maybe. <laughs> the thing is... Maybe it's good. I always think maybe. Well, and then I always I end up with... Uh, always going to be a couple songs, I have thought though. maybe now for like four... No, there isn't. That's the problem, dude. There's like, a couple songs in total. In, of yeah, every, over yeah. the last couple. But I always hear... It seems like every time Weezer comes out with a record, I always hear, this one's, this one's like blue. Yeah. This is the one that's <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like blue. You're going to yeah. love it. It's just like our old stuff. And then it it's like, is. oh, it never is. No. Yeah. And it's Ratatouille. There is... There's, <laughs> and there's, it's Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> there's one minute on the Red album, the song's The Greatest Man Who Ever <laughs> yeah. Lived. For one minute, it sounds like the Blue album. It's like, it's yes! And then there's, the a, ba- there's a ballad on that one with like the kind of Paisley cover that sounds like Old Weezer, too. I may have to dig deep. But it's mm. the only... It's don't. It's not worth it. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. Well, folks, we're going to hop right into the insanity because this is part two. This is part two. Last week, we tackled... No, we slammed... We grappled. Uh, figure we, forward. You speared. We speared. We F5. DDT. We DDT'd. Professional wrestling. The history of professional wrestling. All about the different territories and how it all came about, so forth and so on. Very. And we, edu- were, we were Sans Dan. We were Sans Dan. Very educational episode, if you will. J- John acted as a... It was, like, it was an interesting episode because it was basically like, sit down, child, who knows nothing about <laughs> professional wrestling, and let us teach you the way. Tell me more. Yeah. It was like day one at Scientology. We were, we were indoctrinating you into the world of professional wrestling. Totally. No, because he got the whole story. He did. He, <laughs> he didn't have to rise through the ranks. Totally. That's true. He didn't have to pay us either. Um, but this week, we're going to hop right into talking about the, the what's great about professional wrestling, which is the actual wrestlers, matches, and events. Now that the history has been laid out for all, now we're going to get right into wrestling and wrestling stories. Which is going to be mostly WWF, WWE, I would imagine. Imagine. True. True. I mean, there's some w, there's some WWC worth mentioning, but, oh, but yeah. primarily. But primarily. Well, I think let's hop right into this. Let's just for everyone sitting in this room, let's talk about you know our first off. Does anybody have a favorite hands down wrestler, or is it multiple guys that you like? Is there I've anybody got that one. you have one favorite wrestler? Period. I do. All right, and, and just, he was always my like if, from the time he came into wrestling, he was my favorite, which was the majority of my wrestling life. Okay, well, lay it out. Who do we got? The Ultimate Warrior. Yay! Um, I, I was a disciple of the Warrior as a kid. I, I took uh, neon T-shirts and I stripped strips from <laughs> them and tied them around my arms. And I was a little fat kid. So imagine a fat kid trying to dress like the Ultimate Warrior. It was just like, it was sort of like twins and I was dating DeVito Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> I painted my face. I mean, I fucking went the nines. I did. I just wore my little tidy whities I didn't have like satin ones, but I, mean, I thought I was the warrior. Yet. Like my mom, every once in a while, would tell me like I couldn't have a cookie or something, and I would like go warrior on her for a second. <laughs> I, I definitely several times I got sent to the room for trying to like go warrior on get my way. Oh, mom, that's a, that's amazing. Did not dude. happen. Uh, now I I myself am a hardcore warrior fan as well. I got into wrestling in the early '80s and the Hulk Hogan Blitz, but as we discussed last week, Warrior was sort of this he was the next wave he was the guy yeah. that was going to kill not kill but basically for the wwe be the next he was going to take that baton from hulk he was going to take the, de- the baton from hulkster so and well, i love the hulkster like everybody i mean i was a kid and yeah, i was into hulkamania but, but but warrior spoke to me in a different way yes, that became yes. obsession not just like clearly oh. i liked him i liked hulk but i liked a lot of other wrestlers this was like I don't give a fuck about anybody else. Yeah, Warrior for me was the same way. He was like, he was it, he was something new. Warrior was like when you first hear some pop songs as a kid and you know you like music and then like Nirvana came on TV and that was the <laughs> Warrior. He came out and looked different and sounded different and acted different. Acted he, had different, different. he had different moves. What The cool thing was, I mean, all the Hulk Hogan's and all those guys, they were still... Like their finishing move, quote unquote, would always be a regular move. It's like the body slam. It's like, that's (laughs) your move. Ultimate Warrior would be like, I'm going to jump off the top rope and do a full on insane splash. Like, and he would do that that crazy thing, you know, he kind of that Hulkamania thing where he'd be down, he'd be losing, and then all of a sudden he'd get the fucking power. power. Yeah. He'd start shaking the the turnbuckles and like, oh, God. Yeah. And and, and people forget there was was an absolute uh, mania, no pun intended, for him. I mean, literally, he stopped breathing. 
briefly stopped Hulk Hogan's the the rise of Hogan. He, to did. The he point was the champ. They gave him the belt. It was what everybody wanted. Warrior versus Hogan. I believe it was WrestleMania five. Oh, wow. Five or four. Dan, you have the encyclopedia. Could you reference Ultimate Warrior and see when he won the title? But he went up against Hulk Hogan, and he won. They gave yeah. him the belt. And it was the biggest. De- and, it and, was so huge. But the thing was, I'm sure you, me, everybody that watched that, or the majority of the people were now Warrior fans. Rooting for and Warrior. I just remember being so happy. Like, that was one of the... Yeah. That's- Probably the happiest I had been at that point in my life. I saw that uh, WrestleMania. Used to before pay per view, kids. There was something called closed circuit, which meant you went to a venue and there was a massive screen, and people paid money and sat in a convention center or a theater and together watched the event. And it was almost like being there. Zeke, do you even know that what that is? I don't even know what that is. You don't know what closed circuit is? I don't know what that is. It's an East Coast thing. It didn't happen out here. Really? We had pay per view the whole time. I've never heard of that. Well, I mean, I'm uh, I'm younger. than you guys too, but I've just never even, I mean, I've heard that phrase, I guess. Let me tell no you, it was one it of was. the most amazing experiences ever because it was like, okay, you're not going to go to WrestleMania, wherever it may be, but mom and dad plunked down the 20 bucks and you're going to sit with a thousand, 2000 people and, and scream and root like it was real. And I sat in that audience as a kid and you thought you were there. I mean, when Warrior took that title, that place exploded. Wow. You know? I was in my bedroom alone on my bunk beds. I don't know why I had bunk beds. I'm an only child. And I felt like I was there. Yeah. I can only imagine when you're in a room with a bunch of other Super fans. amazing. Um, for, for, for you wrestling buffs and historians out there, uh, when one of the greatest pops, which is wrestling talk for when an audience you know cheers or explodes, when Warrior won his first title, I believe it was at SummerSlam against the Honky Tonk Man. Oh. Okay? Honky Tonk Man had the longest reign of any intercontinental champion, and nobody beat him. And this is worth looking up on YouTube. Honky wow. Tonk Man comes out. It was SummerSlam in 88. When he beat uh, Honky Tonk. Honky Tonk first. Intercont- so Honky Tonk's got this long-running thing. Warrior is yet to get a title shot. Warrior, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. Warrior Mania is at its peak, right? Nobody knows who Honky Tonk Man's wrestling at SummerSlam. It was going to be a mystery opponent, right? And Everybody on earth wanted Warrior to get his first title shot, right? But they didn't announce it. Honky Tonk comes, man, comes out to the Honky Tonk shuffle, grabs the mic. He's like, I don't even care it is. Why don't you just give, give me something now? Give me somebody to wrestle. And then Warrior's music kit. Oh, I'm man. telling you, I'm a goosebumps. Look, yeah, God, I got real you. goosebumps. <laughs> Fucking his music kit. And the literally the fucking roof came off the building, and Warrior ran to the ring. Warrior's fucking sprinting doing yeah, to sprinting. The ring. Warrior's doing fifty miles per hour running down the ring. There, if you watch the crowd, there are literally people that are like physically assaulting each other with joy because they're gonna. And Warrior came out and whooped Honky Man and won the title. And, and Honky Man, <laughs> Honky Man, um, and that was just a great, great moment. But there is a backstory to all this. He's one of my all-time favorites. I think he's one of the most important wrestlers of all time because he showed the world that there could be life after Hogan. Yes, and and that pinnacle of yeah. after Hogan. But Ultimate Warrior behind the scenes, by all accounts, was a jerk. Oh, yeah. Ultimate Warrior was a bodybuilder who stumbled into wrestling, who didn't have love for the business, who was universally hated by the locker room, hated by the locker room, and he burnt Vince McMahon over a deal for money. He refused to appear on a pay-per-view or a Saturday night thing, and there was talk backstage of breaking the Warriors' leg. McMahon and Hogan talked about, we're going to teach him a lesson, we're going to show him old school what real wrestling is about. You can't hold a promoter out like that over the coals. And there was talk, and McMahon actually stopped it from happening, but Hogan was going to break his leg on national television to ruin his career. Warrior got thrown out of the WWE, UF, one of the great, great wrestling DVDs, if, if you're a wrestling DVD fan, is the rise and fall of the Ultimate Warrior, or the rise and death of the Ultimate Warrior. It's a masterpiece DVD, but all and these, even if you're not into wrestling, it's it's well done. Compelling. Yeah. All these wrestlers come out and talk about how much they fucking hated him, how he was a horrible wow. wrestler, and how, the, how he was gassed out before he got to the ring, because he wasted all his energy running down to the ring, and the reason <laughs> his matches were so short is he had no energy left. They had to, like, take him out, but... I got to see the Ultimate Warrior live versus Andre the Giant in a 30-second squash match at the Philadelphia no Spectrum when I was a kid. Ready for this? Everyone's so stoked. Warriors fighting the Giant. This is before internet. So they were running this gag around the entire United States. Andre the Giant was very old. He was very hurt. He was on his way oh, out. He could barely walk. On his way out. Yeah, he could Damn. barely walk. So what they were doing is they were fucking hyping everybody on this main event of Warrior versus Giant. You bunch of little kids like me packed this freaking convention center to see it. Warrior runs out, clotheslines Giant, 
drops him, wins 30 seconds, huh. and you're just like, I think this is the first time I ever got hustled, you know, because <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, like, like, you're expecting a battle, you know? So, Ultimate Warrior Kai, amazing, amazing pick. I too saw the Warrior in Oakland, California, at the Oakland Coliseum after he was the champion. Okay. Because after he's a champion, after he beat Hogan, who was coming for him was Ravishing Rick Rude. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, he may have been just the Intercontinental <laughs> Champion then. No, I think he was the champ. Okay. He had a belt. He may have just been Intercontinental Champ, actually, at this point. But because I'm thinking the timeline, it had to be 88 or 89, so he wouldn't have had the title yet, I don't okay. think. Anyway. 89. 89. <laughs> he, <laughs> nice work, Dan. He... Uh, fought ravishing rick rude and i'll never forget because it was the main event it was actually a really good there really good matches all along the, the board but and i was full warriored out i bought huh. a hot like na- or a neon green yellow giant <laughs> satin warrior like wall hang that's i mean it was huge <laughs> and i was just holding it up i was just fucking ready to go and he comes out and ravishing rick rude is wearing uh, he wore like the knee high kind of trousers, and on the back, airbrushed is a picture of a fist smashing the warrior's face. And I swear to God, in the middle of that match, warrior pants him and just starts punching him in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty crazy. Because yeah. that was almost Rick Rude's bit. You yeah, knew yeah. that he would, he would always have different He trousers. would have threatening trunks and yeah. somebody would always expose his ass and punch and it. And punch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty great. <laughs> little ass play, huh? Yeah, uh, little ass play. No tremendous play. pick. And, so uh, where is the warrior now? He died yeah. two months ago. Yep. Yeah. No very recently, We were here. Yeah. We were here. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. He died. He was... Wow. He I feel like it was, was longer than two months ago. He was brought in... Uh, it was. It was a couple. It was recent. No, it was the Monday. It was the Tuesday... Oh, he got inducted into the Hall of Fame, so he was brought back into the family. Oh, he was wow. he was inducted with the class with Jake the Snake, and he was brought back in the family. It's a big, big deal. Yeah. Like WWF was finally bringing Warrior home, yeah. burying the hatchet. He gets inducted. He appeared the next night on Monday Night Raw. You know, like the following yeah. night, yeah. big thank you, blah blah blah, standing ovation. He was the main guy. He died the next day, I believe, of a heart attack coming out of his hotel in Arizona. Wow. And he, he and, and a shocking death because a lot of those guys died from drugs and a lot of strange abuse. There's a very good chance that the warrior was about as juiced as a human being could be. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it, he was huge. He was probably like... Yeah, the, I'm sure he didn't have the... No, he definitely... I'm yeah, sure he, he was, didn't have the strongest heart. He was the premier juicer, but 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 he died, ultimate. But he died. I mean, it's actually... We talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, he did. One of the strangest things in the world hmm. is I for any major sport, you cannot find somebody that was inducted into the Hall of Fame, the pinnacle of your sport... And then 48 hours later, drop dead. That's pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's, that's very rare. Got to admit, going out on a high, though. That's true. You don't think Vince McMahon poisoned him? I mean, maybe that's Vince's... <laughs> de- I mean, that's not a bad call. Vince is like, okay, we'll bring you back in. We'll get those sweet ratings. But you fucked me 20 years ago. <laughs> you know? Drink this drink, yeah. warrior. Very bizarre that he died. <laughs> Abs- that obvious? Drink this drink, <laughs> ultimate warrior. <laughs> this drink. I just picture him as I just picture Vince McMahon as like a a bad Bond villain. Well, he is. I mean, mean, honestly, I mean, getting into he was actually he's actually a great wrestler too. One one of the one of the greatest performers during wrestler. I thought. I mean, he 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 was full. How bad was was his kid? Oh well, that Shane. Shane Oh yeah, yeah. Shane McMahon was rough, but. Yeah, no, that feud was Stone Cold. Yeah, the yeah. feud was Stone Cold yeah. in the St. Valentine's That's, Day Massacre to this day is, I mean... Yeah, the feud with Stone Cold is one of the great feuds of all time. Literally, that was the Attitude Era. Yeah. I mean, it was based around hating your boss and your boss is a cocksucker and along comes this beer-drinking redneck that's going to put his boss in. They spent weeks and weeks. When was he ever going to get his hands on McMahon? And yeah. when he delivered, when he dropped that stunner on him, that's, a, <laughs> that's another moment. Well, that, I think what started it was he did stunner him during an interview. So there was like an interview, right? I think it was like, I don't remember when, but it was an interview, 97 or something. He, he stunners McMahon, gets a hold of him, and then there's this lead-up for like months of when are they going to fight? When are they going to fight? Because he says he can, he says he, he's been training to fight, right? Yeah, McMahon yeah. says he's trained to fight. And then finally when he, it's, I think it was St. Valentine's Day Massacre was the first time they fought. It was just, there's still a gif that exists and it's the best gif ever. And it's gif. Mc, gif? Oh, is it? Sorry. Oh, is that a thing? Nerd. He's our resident. Oh, okay. <laughs> gif, excuse me. 
<laughs> Sorry about wait that. Wait a minute, wait. Actually, Did you just call are, a GIF a GIF? You're what? forgiven. <laughs> I, I hear them called GIFs, too. I hear go it either way. It goes both ways. It yeah. does. It but does. It, but not necessarily accurately both okay, ways, but I, it does I, commonly. Oh, admittedly, I, I, admittedly, I wasn't aside. sure of the, of the pronunciation. <laughs> I, I, I will like, correct what, that. We're talking about GIFs been floating around for a few years. <laughs> You've just been reading Semantic, that. Semantics aside. I've been seeing them for 10 years, but I've... But to be honest, I've actually never even I've never heard it referred to as as a GIF. I've only heard so I must be. I've never out with heard non- it referred to as a GIF. Oh. I've heard both. Yeah. I've heard both too. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> back well, to the matter. There, there is. You there say is tomato. A GIF. I say tomato. Right, right. Right. Except it is tomato. So tell but, us about this Jiffy sandwich. <laughs> but no, there's a GIF. There's a GIF, and it's the that best thing ever. And it's just, it's just stone cold and. Vincent Man smiling and he just turns around slowly and then his face just contorts into the most terrible, terrified look now that he knows Stone Cold is right there behind him. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? About to stun him. It's the just please find it if oh, you I can't have to if find you can't that. ever classic because it's so good. <laughs> classic, classic, classic. Um Zeke, uh you are a guest, you are a huge wrestling fan. Uh do you have an all time favorite wrestler or is there one that you love a lot that you you want to put out there? It's so hard to choose all time. But you know who I really liked, and I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get hate for this because nobody else really did. But I liked Gold Dust. All right, he's still around. Wow. He's still, and, and that's unbelievable. He now, uh, he he, he was, now he was looks, old then because he was old even yeah. then in the Attitude Era. He was older. He looks like Darth Maul now. With his, he's got this he's, Darth no, he Maul. Has he the, looks like a yellow Darth yeah. Maul. <laughs> I, I literally, he was at SummerSlam. He was so ahead of his time totally. when it comes to the fact that essentially he was playing a gay wrestler or a transvestite, yes. if you will. And it was groundbreaking. I mean, it freaked people out. And and, and now, in hindsight, he, he was doing a gimmick that was kind of almost politically correct before it was okay to be politically correct, you know? To- totally. You know? Please expand on what you're talking so about. So Goldust, he was this he was this wrestler. Is it uh, Dusty Rhodes' son is supposed to be the... I'm not sure he, if that's he real. Is. Okay. Yeah, he actually is. His real name is Dustin, Dustin Reynolds. Dustin Reynolds, and, right. and he is Dusty Rhodes' son. Dusty Rhodes is an absolute legend in the business. Yes, One of the biggest huge. guys of all time. Yes, literally. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> his son created this character, because his son came out as you know Dusty Rhodes' kid, and it didn't really work out in WCW. And he created this character where he basically dressed in a gold suit, Painted his face essentially in gold. Yeah, his whole body. Well, he was a movie star. Was the was the gimmick? Is he wore a a wig? Danny got some encyclopedia information for us. I do. What would you like to know? You're doing pretty well. Yeah. Okay. Um, I see you're in Goldberg, so Gold Dust must be the next. Oh yeah, he's over here. Yeah. So uh, ultimately, he kind of did this sort of flamboyant character where he would kind of have crushes on other wrestlers, and it kind of freaked pretty open about that. It kind of freaked people out at the time. It was very performance arty sort of, and people didn't understand it. But now he's kind of a revered guy because he was doing something so different and so different. His dad was the American Dream. His dad was the plumber's son. You know? And I think that's why they went that way with it. Was he was he was supposed to be sort of the disappointment to his dad, you know, he yeah. you know, back then. And what I always loved about him so much was there'd always be because you know there's always the there's always the heel, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And he he was always a heel, it seemed like. Um but then eventually there started being guys where they would be mad simply because he was gay. Like a Val Venus yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a ladies man, I'm a Val Venus type character, but I literally hate you just because you're gay. And what was great about Attitude Era is they'd take those two and they'd put them together. You're in a tag team now. Yep. Now you have to be a tag team. And yeah. you'd see these guys struggling to work together. Yeah. And it's like, and then they find a bond and then it works. And then but he also dabbled in women, gold dust. He, yeah, it, it well, was, in reality, do you remember Terry? There oh, a, yes. That was his wife. He married her. And you ready for this? Huge behind-the-scenes fallout. He didn't speak to his dad for a very long period of time based around her. Dusty Rhodes uh, had problems, I guess, with her or her being with her son or whatever it was. He had a huh. horrible fallout. And if you watch the Dusty Rhodes DVD, one of the highlights, emotional highlights of that is where they kind of reconnect. And, and Goldust gets really choked up talking about how he lost his dad over a period of time. Wow. And there's a really good uh, – Goldust has a biography as well that supposedly I've, pretty I've well. So was that. Dusty Rhodes fucking her too? Like was it one of those things where like she had the – the father and the son? No, I don't think so. She wasn't. She wasn't. That's really. She scary. wasn't with the. the yeah, the, she wasn't with the old bull. But some some really weird back back story on that. That's mm-hmm. a very interesting pick. He's one of your favorites, huh? 
Always okay. liked him. I liked his finishing move, Shattered Dreams. Yeah, that was <laughs> and, good. That was and, good. I mean, because it was like nobody was really doing it. And I, I always liked- Even the finishing move, like the stutter, F5, body slam. You Shattered know, Dreams. It, it, it's yeah. just different. Yeah. And, and what I liked, you know- His just, speeches were the were oh, great. Yes. Everybody would listen they to- They were Shakespearean. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Was he femme in his like demeanor? Or? No, he was quite tough in the ring. He was, oh, yeah. he was quite tough. And How and much ass punching? It was really just the there was very like, little ass and he, punching. And he'd have glitter and blow glitter Yeah, that was the uh, thing. Was, and, and he had full pyrotechnics when he yeah, came out. It yeah. was absolutely there's unbelievable. A, there's a wrestler that you could say he stole this gimmick from that was big in the 80s down in the in the southern territories. A lot of people don't know. There's a wrestler by the name of Exotic Adrian Street mm. who wore makeup mm. and had pigtails. It's kind of like, you know, like a hardcore wrestling fans like, wait a minute, before Goldust, right, Exotic right. Adrian Street was doing that. But Goldust was in WWF, so he got and the And now pop. we've got Finn Dango. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I liked Gold Dust even though it was it wasn't cool to like Gold Dust. Like I'd talk about him at school and everybody would be like no, all the guys with their Austin three sixteen exa- shirts. Like, exactly, yeah. and, and I'd be like, "No, Goldust is cool." And they're Zeke like, was always a little different, though. He's like, I, I, his favorite <laughs> Beach Boys record isn't Pet Sounds. That's the Zeke Berkeley story. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is. That's that's a, it's hard it to say otherwise. It's smile. <laughs> but, I mean, I like smile too, but you know, it gets a little too obscure. There is no does. smile, you know. Dan, you obviously we discussed our we did not grow up as a huge wrestling fan, no. but during the Attitude Era, when Indeed. we would actually have wrestling parties at Owen's house and watch every Monday night, you were big on that. You did follow. I did enjoy it. Do you have a favorite wrestler? Or is there one that you liked during the period that you followed it? During that period, I mean, I don't have one favorite because, like you said, I was late to the game and I was a casual fan the entire time. But that's an example of how big Attitude was. That somebody like Dan that wasn't a wrestling fan had so many friends that he just kind of fell into it and suddenly he's watching wrestling. That's how much big like it a got. soap opera. If you get sucked in, you're Oh, I did. There were, there were years yeah. I was sucked in. Monday Night Raw was like a staple in our friendship oh, yeah. for a long time. For sure. Um, you know, I thought I knew who, who my pick was going to be, and hearing this discussion and these names coming up, I'm like, no, I love that guy, too. Oh, no, I love that guy. Well, Goldust is a real wild card. I mean, <laughs> Kai just... went with the classic. <laughs> I, mean, you know. I know. I kind of went weird there. Yeah. I, Not yeah. coming from the classic WWF era, I would have to say that I always, always really liked The Rock. <laughs> he was a big dude, and he was a heel and a face and a heel and a face and back and forth all the time. I also liked Stone Cold Steve Austin quite a bit, even though he was a dumb fucking redneck, and I disagree with him. In every other but possible these, way. These were the two the biggest superstars. stars yeah, of the, the superstars. And 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 I mean, God, the rock. I mean, there's I mean, a the reason. The rock took that mantle essentially. Yeah. That, that warrior mantle. Took it up He's again. totally yeah, stepped oh, down from that. Totally I mean, associated yeah, to, together. I totally get that. Yeah, yeah, and in many ways, if Austin was Hogan. The rock, rock was the warrior. Yeah, totally. He was the guy that, and like, wait a minute, is somebody getting as big as Austin to the point where he eclipsed him? So WWF was riding this wave of, my God, we don't have one guy with the company on his back. We have two. two. So then you knew eventually they were going to meet, and right. which they did at one WrestleMania, it was as big as it could get. But Rock, man, was he ever smart? I mean, he leaped. He left. He saw that Hollywood door and he held on. Oh yeah. Well, he got that mummy roll and he yeah, just that was it. That he was, rode yeah. that but he waited and he worked on his craft and he waited and tried to find I mean he kind of I mean he does horrible fucking yeah, movies. Yeah he chose some terrible terrible movies oh, I mean, but, yeah. but he makes money. I, I don't know. I'm the only one here that saw the the Tooth Fairy in the movie theater, but I did. I challenge anybody in here movie. to tell me the other guys was not fucking hilarious. Oh, Agreed. yeah. That's <laughs> great. Yeah, I had some great yeah, jokes. Yeah, yeah. Great part. Yeah, um, right, well, well, so Dan hit on two of the biggest wrestlers sure, of all time. Sure. But there's a reason for both of those guys. I mean, those are important, important picks. I mean, and those guys are guys that are so big. You can know a wrestler's big when he goes on to have a career outside of the business. And Austin does. Austin does oh, yeah. be Definitely. movies. You know, Austin was in The Expendables. I mean, The Rock right, is- has a show now on, yeah. on a full television show show right and the rocks essentially why most wrestlers nowadays just go by their actual name yeah <laughs> rocky mavia his dad was our uh, rocky johnson who was a kind of a ground breaking uh black wrestler you know so um great picks uh still called steve austin actually has a very popular wrestling podcast he has like oh, arguably hmm, the, i have heard that every wrestler has a podcast now that's just kind of what you do so, 
you know, not everyone war- has a not podcast. Not the warrior. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. Well, um, but Austin supposedly is very, very good, and it's a it's a real popular one. Hmm. And uh, one of the stranger things when we were on set with the movie Betting on Baker, which has a couple wrestlers in it, Steve Austin called DDP as he was laying on the couch in my garage. That's amazing. And he was like, "Hey, everybody, Steve Austin's on the phone." He says, "Hi, and good luck with the movie." I was like. <laughs> yeah, you know, kind like, of in my house. DDP's in my garage talking to Steve Austin. You know, like it was, it was a surreal moment. I want to be like, you give me that phone, motherfucker. You full of shit. You know, and then I could yeah. hear through the phone like, hey, Steve, DDP, when you coming on the show? Like, oh my god, you know, <laughs> it's pretty badass. You know, speaking of, sorry to, sorry to cut in, but speaking of wrestlers on the phone, I've spoken to Hulk Hogan. On the phone, personal. No. Oh, yes. yes. Now I have a Hogan story. Yes, you do. That, that, that oddly enough, well, I know I have two Hogan stories. One, you I can't go with tell. yours first. Yeah. Yours, <laughs> will, trump, I, I yours just, will trump. I just want to say I may be telling a story tonight on the podcast that Dan and Kai haven't heard, oh. which is incredibly difficult because Dan and I, Kai, have heard any Fresh story. Talk That's very hard yeah. to do. I've been saving this puppy, so but yeah. please, okay. I did. I did drive for like five, six years with you and Shadi. I thought I thought I knew everything about you. <laughs> heard them all. Not to preemptively shit on your story, Zeke, but go on. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yours, yours, will, yours will certainly trump mine. It's a PED. It's a, a preemptive deuce. We'll That's make what sure. I do. Right. <laughs> um, so I... You may not have a 15-inch dick, but your 12-inch dick's good, too. <laughs> That's, PED. Talk about exactly your normal dick, and I'll tell you about my 15-inch right after that. I, um, I went on this tour. I played bass for this uh, country music uh, singer girl. Her name's Chelsea Lena. And uh, I think she has a, just a couple years ago, got a publishing deal. She's more of a writer now than, than anything, but her name's Chelsea Lena. Um, and I played bass for her on a, on a national tour she did. And it, it was a fun, it was a fun time, you know, uh, and everything. And we spent a couple nights at her house when we were doing Get the, to the wrestling, Zeke. <laughs> okay. So we get to her house. It <laughs> she says <sounds> you. <laughs> we get to her house and it's huge. And it's this huge mansion. And we're like, wow. And we're like, what's your dad do? You know? And oh, the, boy. The dad's super mysterious, right? Like he's like never there. He's Scarface. <laughs> and so, I mean, yeah, we were wondering, you know, and she obviously has this money for backing for, for the band thing. So, oh, he's the main doctor for WWF for the wrestlers. Oh, and uh, I go in, he has this room with all these chairs and I'm like what are these chairs and like above each one is who got hit with this chair and who hit him with the chair and it's all this wrestling memorabilia it was insane you it was must have freaked insane. out you I must have, I mean it. yeah yeah I was absolutely losing it yeah. and um so it's like the dream of staying at somebody's house there's not much more right. you can, so, so cuz on tour you stay at people's houses all the time and normally it's like my dad's got a gun right. you know like this is like what Just or a like, little more extreme or you'll stay in a mansion and be like how would you get your money i don't know like he stole a bunch of money from people. Yeah. It's never he's right. The it's never reason, right. So and so, what's funny is Flip since it. since I have a bunch of uh, SummerSlam VHSs and WrestleMania VHSs, you can see him in multiple ones now. I, I so I finally see the oh, guy right, amazing. and he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll take you out to Sue Plantation. So he takes us to Sue Plantation, <laughs> and, and I'm just poetic. asking him. I know, right? I'm asking him all these questions. I'm like, yeah. So do you remember when um I'm like asking you know all these things? I'm like, do you remember when um Chris when Farley. Austin buried the Undertaker? Um, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that, that was pretty cool. You know, it's, it's essentially, it's essentially, and Chris so the, exactly. And so then, and so then at the end of the, uh, at the end of the night, he's all, oh, Hey, I got a surprise for you. And he has Hulk Hogan on the phone wishing us a good tour. And he's like, here, here, you want to say hi? And I like, I couldn't even believe it. I really couldn't believe it. And I was with a couple other guys That's too. Insane. And, and he, we were passing the phone around and he was just like, yeah, man, take good care of her. She's like a. She's like my goddaughter, you know, all this stuff. And I'm just thinking to myself, I, I wanted to ask him, like, do you remember when you, at the same time, I was trying to be cool, you know? So it was, uh, that, that to me was like a full circle moment dude, for me. That oh, is you know? shit. That's, that's, a, that's cool. That's, yeah, that's good. That's super cool. Um, yeah, you know, it's kind of weird about Hogan, his whole, it's just what it's we talked Hogan. about last week about how big he was. Some of the sad stuff that's happened it's to cash him. Cash call and someone, now. You now know, he's gone cash call. Yeah, All them seriously? bitches. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's just bizarre. I mean, it's such a, 
we, we could talk we could do a whole episode on on where he's at <laughs> and he's just been welcomed back to wwf they've yeah, they brought him back he was under contract Summerslam. yeah he, he came out literally walked out and the whole place erupted and all he did was give an ad like you should subscribe to wwf network oh, w- no. and he just pitches the wwf network yeah. and then he and then he walks off and pyro goes off yeah, that he's was like it he's like the spokesperson because he his body is so ravaged he's had like more yeah. back oh, surgeries than like a man's allowed to have he's like part cyborg i mean all those guys the injury it's so still brutal, jacked but, though so like, still yeah, jacked dude. yeah yeah He'd still whoop all of our asses if he can catch whenever you hear that let me tell you how to beat hulk hogan just jog <laughs> yeah <it's> totally. <laughs> yeah, honestly when you'd hear Walk that music briskly. come out when you'd hear that music come on it would it was like it was just changing because yeah. i hated when he started doing the new music though when he yeah. got into that NWO like music you mean he's when back he was to in, the old music it's, though. well ready for this before wwe started when they realized oh shit we got to pay all this money to use real music he used to come out the eye of the tiger you know really? like right before oh, right I, no. right before i'm a real american Rah. By Rick Derringer, you know that's right. the one that pumps everybody. Yeah. But that's all still pumps you, dude. Well, well yeah, I don't yeah. get you pumped up. But he was Thunderlips. He was Thunderlips, right? Yeah, yeah, Rocky. yeah it's true. Very one so. of my uh, favorite Hulk Hogan memories is finding his CD at the ninety-nine cent store oh. in the ninety-nine cent bin. <laughs> I gave so everybody good. that for Christmas that year. Yeah, I bought like twenty of them. <laughs> that, and gave them as Christmas. Hulkster in heaven. Hulkster oh, in heaven. Touch my heart. That is the gift that keeps giving. Anyone who's listening to this now, please stop what you're doing and find Hulk Hogan CD, Hulk Rules. It it shows you how insane it got. Also how available big he on got. cassette. Also available on cassette. It's primarily available on cassette. Yeah. <laughs> is, you're right. It's it, actually on almost cassette. exclusively available on it, cassette. It is. It is horrifyingly bad. It is horrifyingly bad. There's a song about bad. taking your vitamins. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, so, that was so good. But. Jimmy, Jimmy, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. He plays bass in the whole record. Yeah, who was a musician. No way. Yeah, yeah, he plays bass in the whole record. Dude, dude, Jimmy Hart was, uh, he was in, he was in a band that was a one-hit wonder. He was in a band that actually had a hit song, like a bubblegum rock tune. Do you guys know that? No. Oh, um, we'll have to look that up. Uh, But he, uh, so I don't know, see if you can find Jimmy (laughs) Mouth of the South. See what I can do. So he he had a a one-hit wonder. He's in a band and he came up in the Memphis wrestling territory and uh, he went on to be a manager, but he he basically produced that whole record and kind of wrote most of the tunes. There's a song on there that he sings that Hogan doesn't sing. The name is horrible, but it's called the wrestling boot band. Yeah. And it's actually a pretty song. Hmm. It's actually a pretty song. It's like, well, he's the one with the megaphone, right? He always had a yeah. megaphone. Yeah. 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 This guy right here. Listen yeah. to the, the music tie. of the wrestling boot the band. Really <laughs> he has the piano tie. tie. There was an, an earlier wrestling record. There was actually a WWF record and they had, I have it on LP. Oh yeah, it's really? Got there was a couple, eight or ten songs, and each one's sung by a different wrestler. Yeah, Ooh. and and this one has Hulk. Just like they have the the cover is this and back cover and inside cover because it's a gatefold. Mm. Is the this <laughs> staged photo of all these wrestlers like in yep. the studio like holding clarinets it's a huge awkwardly? Record. Yeah, but <laughs> but the Hulk Hogan is not the only one not there, and he's just superimposed with a little picture of him. At the oh, bottom. they That's how get big him. he was oh, wow. then. Yeah. He was too busy, and he doesn't have a song. Too busy no, he for does the have shoot. a song. He does have a song. Oh yeah, yeah. That, I know exactly what record you're talking about. Remember the Slammies? Yeah, that was the oh. award. Ready for this? I was at the first ever Slammies in Atlantic City, where they gave the awards away. <laughs> of and, course you were. Yeah, yeah, totally. The first ever Slammies, dude. I was, the I was in the Slammies. crowd. Lawrence Taylor's there. I got his autograph on like a piece wow. of paper. You dude, know? he was the best fucking guy on Tech Mobile One. Oh. If you had the, you'd pick Tech the Tech Mobile One. You, you would pick the Giants because Lawrence Taylor was unstoppable. Oh, he'd sack your quarterback every fucking time. He's nine times faster than everybody. That's so awesome. Okay, so I'll tell you my Hogan story. I am a little kid. I'm probably eight years old, 10 years old. It's one of the first wrestling events I ever went to. It's at the Philadelphia Spectrum where Rocky took place or supposedly took place took place in Los Angeles, but um, it's supposed to be Spectrum. Anyway, I'm there and I have the cheapest seats in the building, but my old man, God bless him, I, and I don't know the exact details of it because I was a little kid, knew somebody that worked at the spectrum or work behind the scenes or I think it was like like like, uh, like house like house crew yeah, like sure. for a show like lo- local 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 yeah, crew yeah. set the ring up this guy somehow got us either backstage or in a corridor or something like that and I have vague memories because I don't completely remember um, but ultimately what happened was you know we had a wrestling calendar I, I still have the calendar 1986 this is this calendar is so I mean I'm really young but 
um, somehow this guy got Hulk Hogan's wife, Linda Hogan, to come out and basically meet my dad and, and meet me. And hey, you know, this guy, I want to see if you can get an autograph from the Hulkster. You have to keep in mind, this is Hulk Hogan is literally. It's running wild. It's like the, the Pope. That's, that's the height of the Hulk height, mania. The height. Every single person in this motherfucking sold out spectrum wants to meet Hulk it's Hogan. It's just yellow and red as far as the eye can see. Exactly. So he's in the showers or something like that. And, and something to the effect of happens. <laughs> yeah. I see where this is yeah. going. <laughs> something. Now, now, what's weird about this is Linda Hogan. Hogan is pregnant at the time with Brooke, with, with Brooke and 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 uh, Brooke's the first kid, so she's excited. She's an expectant mother, and she's fucking married to motherfucking Hulk Hogan. And I think the deal was she's, that she, she's about to give birth to Bigfoot. Yeah, she was like, <laughs> she was all stoked that like I was a little kid. Like, oh my god, I'm gonna have a little kid too. Blah 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 blah. And she takes a calendar. And goes back into oh. a room, and like again, I probably don't even—I'm not even maybe aware of what's occurring right now. I don't even have a memory of what she looked like. But she comes back Sounds and like says, "Press the part where they ushered you into the showers." Yeah, so <laughs> she she uh, she comes out with with the autograph calendar to Chris from your friend Hulk Hogan. And she said, "Hey, Hulk says hi and good luck. Take your prayers, vitamins, blah blah blah." And like, I didn't, I didn't have to take your prayers, say your, your prayers, vitamins, make your push-ups. Yeah, so I, I Do didn't, your bed. I didn't even have to. Like, I, I didn't even have to. That was it. I mean, as a kid going into show and tell That's the huge. next day, and this was before the like just bullshit and internet and kids were dicks. This is like. I have a Hogan autograph, you know, and like literally yeah, like oh. kids just like, oh. you know, worship at your feet, you know, so I still have that. It's framed, it's framed in the hallway in my That's parents' house. That's cool. Wow. Yeah, I kept it at my parents' as much as I should probably take it. It was something I just remember constantly growing up with it being in the hallway of the home, not yeah. like a sports room or belongs, something. Like yeah. if you go in my home and walk down the hallway, it's like there's grandpa and grandma and aunt and uncle and Hogan, you know what I mean? So, so you didn't actually talk to Hogan. No, I didn't talk to Hogan. No, no, like, oh, interesting. not like I did, like when I right. spoke to Hulk. So, no, 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 I did Comparing No, no, but you got to talk to Linda Hogan. That was, yeah. that's good yeah, too. That's cool too. His ex-wife, his evil ex-wife that took all his money. Yeah. Hey, cool. Is his cool. son still in like jail or something? Son's out of jail. He is. Yeah. What was mm. the, so he killed somebody, right? DUI or something. No, he, I think he, he severely maimed somebody. Injured like his best friend. Like, like, oh, but, okay. but, um, yeah, I remember that. He sent a Hulkster to heaven. <laughs> but like, like the world just lost another Hulkamaniac. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, on the Hulkster re- the on the Hulkster ex- record, <laughs> on the Hulkster record, they have a ballad about a girl that dies, and he's going to tag her up in heaven. He's going to tag hmm. her like a what? tag team. Yeah. 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 To, to be honest, that tag team would lose. Yeah, a dead girl and an old Hulk, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the worst tag team ever. I mean, if you take this out of context, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't ask me my favorite wrestler. We didn't get to you yet, John. Who is your favorite wrestler? Uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter. I'm kidding, obviously. Remember, uh, <laughs> he looks like a wrestler. Yeah, I was, I was like, you know, you're right. Right. I, I know. Actually, yeah, for a second, I was not. Oh, what? What circuit? I was trying to think. I was like, I was like, was he a fucking? Like, well, yeah, he, he does. He does bear striking resemblance totally to Michael P.S. Hayes, one of the Freebirds. <laughs> okay, here's Love one. Michael Hayes. Here's one. This is a blast from the past. Okay, and I'm not a wrestling fan, but I do remember this character. Boink the Clown. Oh, <laughs> Doink. You're th- boink. Doink. Was, boink dude. was Doink. It's doink. Oh, close enough. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's boink. Like boink the Clown. No, Boink is that's a clown. Boink porno, is the midget. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> boink is the mid. I'm sorry, dwarf. Yeah. Or little person. little person. Dink. Actually, no, it was Dink. So actually, no. Boink is nobody. Dink. Thanks. Thanks. Zeke. But nice Doink. Try. Doink and Dink though were the. Okay, I actually have a story about original Doink. <laughs> the doink. Clown. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm name working- was Matt Bourne. I'm okay. Right here. And actually, I think I told you about this, and I think you actually myth busted it. Uh. But I used to work, I was a student worker at the government center, and I made friends with this janitor guy. And he told you he was. Okay, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. So one day we get talking. Was he a midget? We, no, no, no. He oh, wasn't this is a full size. This okay. is was this like Goodwill Hunting? And one night in the hallway, you <laughs> found him putting on the mask. <laughs> so, so I see Goodwill him. Right, wrestling. I talked to him about it, and he, and he goes, um, he goes, oh yeah, um you know, do you like wrestling? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I loved wrestling, you know? I used to love it. And he goes, yeah, I was Doink the Clown. And I go, and I know who that is because I used to have, an, and he was a little before my time, but I had Sega Genesis, and I had um 
Raw, which yeah. was the game, and he was in it, WrestleMania, uh, the game WrestleMania 2 he's in. So I was like, oh, I totally know who you are. I'm like, you're Doink the Clown. And so he brings to work the next day or a couple days later, he brought all these pictures of him, and he's in the Doink makeup, and he's doing the thing, right? I'm like, wow, pretty cool. So then I remember I brought it up to Chris, maybe, like years later, and he's like, no, no, there's no way that's the guy or whatever. I did a little research. There were multiple Doinks. Yeah. Because of the face paint, you could just basically put anybody as Doink, yeah. right? I mean, as long as you had a guy who vaguely looked like him. It looks like it's a mask here in the encyclopedia. Yeah. Oh, well, a mask. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's no, I change. believe there were several, there were, but I believe the original was a guy. Right, a guy right. He may not have been the original, but I have conversed with... One doink, of the doinks. One of the doinks. <laughs> so just throwing that out there. Didn't he have like a club or a two. sack of nickels or something that we like hit people with? You know, he would, what happened was he would go under the ring, Dink would come out, and then you have, oh, and Dink this like change into mini-me. Dink, this, and that would confuse him. He'd come out the other side. Lo, he was actually an early proponent of the low blow <laughs> doink. So before Gold Dust. But no, I don't, I don't remember if he had like a, a particular sack of something, but I could see that. Hmm. He probably yeah. did now and again. But that was that, that, was that period, that the pre-attitude period. Yeah, you know, that's, like right. where the, that's before. When we were talking about when shit got early 90s. Really eccentric. Yeah, yeah, early 90s, absolutely, where it got really kind of cartoony, literally to the point that there was a clown <laughs> who had a midget clown, <laughs> you know, so forth. Let's see. There's, there's a picture of Doink. Can't see And it. then Dink is up here. And for, for the listener, we're holding up a book. Yeah, you know, you know what I, I like Dink because that was a nice little. A lot of guys had club. Like at the same time, you had Sting. He had a club, right? And then you yeah, had like had a, a, bat. Couple, a, a bat. Excuse me. A, you know what I mean? A small. It was a small. It wasn't a full size bat. It was a. There was the like Dodger the, bat. You old know? school. There was like the Mountie, and he had a fucking cattle prod. Oh, the, just yeah, you had guys, You know, Mountie. Jeff Jarrett awesome. and Honky Tonk Man had the guitar. Everybody yeah. had their thing. Yeah. He just had a midget. <laughs> just, just let me just bust out my midget. Yeah, like, you know baller. what I mean. That's pretty baller. I wish he carried the midget in a sack like Jake the Snake snakes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Ah, man. I mean, oh god, I remember when Jake the Snake's uh, original snake dot got killed in one of the matches. Oh, oh he was devastated. That really happened, or that I don't. I don't, I, I I don't think know if it was it a storyline. Died, but it, it, the, yeah, it was. It was a plot line. Died. The yeah. first Damien. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was the original. Yeah. It's like a definitely like a seven or eight year old me believed the shit out of that. Oh, that's that's the sh- whoo boy. This is too big of a topic. I, I mean, th- too much. Th- th- there's too much. It's overwhelming. We haven't even gotten to anybody's anybody's picks. We have we have tons Christ. of people. Should uh, we do a two parter on this? I'm, well, yeah, hell yeah. First ever <laughs> three parter. Hell yeah. Three-parter? Yes. John, what kind of time we have on this one so we can... It's been about 40 minutes. Okay, well, let's, let's keep going on this one, so, okay. and, we'll, we'll, and then we'll... Ne- you know. So uh, I'm going to throw out a, a bunch of my faves really quick and just fire through them because it's just it's too much, but I am by far a huge Mick Foley fan. Oh, yeah, I like course. everything he stands for. I like his story, where he came from. His biography, his first book, is actually an inspirational book to me it's one of my it's one of my favorite books as I've weird as that sounds it's so good it's stunning. very good it's very well written yeah even if you don't care about wrestling i i promise you have a nice day a tale of blood and sweat socks by mick foley is such a just an epic story of a man's journey and following a dream against all odds because physically he was just willing to take the bumps and do the hits and put his body through the hell that other guys wouldn't and he's paying the price now because, I mean, he has a yes. lot of physical <clears throat> issues. Dan and I just last week saw Mick Foley's stand-up comedy. He we does stand-up comedy How now. was that? It was more of a spoken word, spoken I would say, word. than comedy. But. Story, a night of storytelling. Yeah, a night of storytelling. Sure. Um, the audience makeup is stunning because it's like getting in a time machine and going back to yeah, 1996. That was something else. That doesn't seem that stunning. Yeah. That's exactly what <laughs> That's I would imagine. I would imagine that too. It was, it was bizarre. I mean, it was everything that you would sort of expect of pro wrestling. Every, a stunning audience would be like a, you know, like a bunch of housewives sitting around sipping wine, yeah. eating cheese plates. Totally. Has Mick Foley done uh, movies? Um, he, he's dabbled in it a little bit. He appeared as Cactus Sack in the Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> that is true. Western. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, Cactus um, Sack. Yeah. Obviously, in reference to Cactus, Cactus Jack. Jack. But. You know, honestly, his, his thing was more... Another porno I've seen. His, his, thing, his thing was more writing. I mean, he, he actually wrote a really Cactus good... Cactus Sack, that's like after you shave your balls like a week later. <laughs> Um, he's done more writing. He's, he's popped up in one or two things, but his, his film career, he, he really didn't go down that road. Trivia, 
The movie we made, Betting on Baker, the role of the dad, which is played by Diamond Dallas Page, um, was actually written for Mick Foley. When we were writing it, we had it in mind. And and I know him. I'm casual friends of him. I'd be willing to say he's one of the biggest, he's probably one of the most famous Army of Freshmen fans, like period. Probably the most famous. Yeah, probably the (laughs) most famous Army of Freshmen fan. Um, And uh, we tried to get him for it. It just didn't really work out time and schedule wise. And ultimately it led to Diamond Dallas Page having the role. But I went backstage to see him prior to the show and I let them know like hey you know we did make the movie and we had to put Diamond Dallas Page you know in your role and he was like oh it was just so great so classic but he's just a wonderful person he's done so many good things and he's a huge music fan I mean talking music with this guy is is a real special experience yeah he likes a lot of stuff that you would never imagine huge Steve Earle fan a lot Mm. of the outlaw country that I imagine Yeah. yeah I could get him you know he recently did a celebrity wife swap with yes he did and i enjoyed it it was actually one of the better ones i'd seen it was way better than the coolio mark mcgrath one <laughs> oh, oh, that sounds awful <laughs> wait so explain why swap to me really quick because i'm it's not what you think yeah i'm trying to pick mark mcgrath fucking coolio's wife yeah. and that's just it's not crazy... really fucking the wife as a po- it's more like on um, hanging out with the wife for a little while so the less exciting part <laughs> so it's of like marriage. that dave Chappelle <laughs> sketch like, dude, but kind of, eating but pussy. Imagine how popular celebrity wife fuck would be. Oh, you know what I mean? It'd be so brutal. Like this is <laughs> this this is Zeke Berkeley. He'll be saying goodbye to his wife while Gold Dust fucks her for the next week. Gold, you know? Gold Dust and Corey Feldman swap watch. Just got a camera showing it in the house that Zeke's living in for the week. But I have to live in it with him. Oh, <laughs> the room next door. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh boy. Oh, so I'm, uh, uh, oh, we should boy. pitch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a big McFoley fan. I, uh, the, I, in my mind, I think the greatest professional wrestler of all time, maybe not the most famous, but the best pound for pound who represents it decade after decade, Ric Flair. I love. Oh, I'll give you a regret. The Woo. nature boy, Ric Flair. Woo! Woo. I mean, that's a, that's a, woo. I mean, his promos are some of the all-time greats, man. Nothing so beats good. a Ric Flair freak out. When he freaks out on Bischoff, Eric Bischoff, when he hates him, at the when, when he comes back, the whole audience, Bischoff threw him out of the, the uh, WCW at the time. He was outcast. You know, he was, he was, you know, hated and considered to be too old. And every week the audience would chant, we want Flair, we want Flair. And then they have a night of appreciation for the four horsemen and Flair's not there. And Arn Anderson's there, like, you know, Every, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I messed up. I'm old. We're forgetting somebody. A whole audience. Goosebumps. We want Flair. We want Flair. Ric Flair, come on down here. Audience explodes. Space Odyssey theme comes on. Flair struts down, starts cutting a promo. The place is going insane. Bischoff comes out, and then he just launches in a real-life, actual, real anger towards Eric Bischoff. Hated him. Launches into a full-on, real-deal attack on him. Like, Bischoff! Bischoff! You're a son of a bitch! And the place <laughs> just explodes. Nobody that said son awesome. of a bitch like Ric Flair. He was so heated, he fucking bit his lip. He's bleeding. He's like, you come down there, you son of a bitch! They're like restraining him. The audience is going wild. Like, the best promos ever, Flair. Wow. Not to mention he inspired uh, Will Ferrell's character from East Bend and Down. And, I mean, yeah. honestly. Which in itself, which in yeah. itself yeah. is... <laughs> my greatest, my most favorite TV character of all time is Ashley Schaefer. Oh, there you so go. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So it's, it's a Ric Flair ripoff. Feel it in my plums. Feel it in my plums. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with some uh, real hardcore wrestlers, um, some names out there. Bruiser Brody. Does anybody mm. remember Bruiser Brody? I do not. Heard that name. Yeah, Bruiser Brody. Ready for this? He was murdered. That's mm. the most hardcore match uh, of all time. So, so much of a bruiser, I guess. <laughs> he was murdered backstage at a wrestling event wow. by a fellow wrestler who was also the promoter. He was stabbed to death and bled to death in the shower before the police could get there to get him. It's a huge one of like the dark Jesus. stories of professional wrestling, the death of Bruiser Brody. Wow. It's a sad, sad story. Who was it was the a, guy terrible. That killed him? Um, I believe he was... Um, Killer Cody. I think it was. It, it, it was. It was a promoter in in Puerto Rico, and I don't wow. want to say the name wrong. But wow. they got in a disagreement backstage in a shower stall, wow. and he stabbed Bruiser Brody, who bled out to death. It's a horrible, horrible story, and he was never ever arrested because in Puerto Rico he was a hero. Right. As weird as this sounds, and because That's it was occurred the there, it was like one of those acquittal things. And it's like people what? said, people saw it. Like you took a butcher knife and stabbed this man backstage, and, and he was a hardcore legend. He was one of the first guys to do the real brutal, bloody wrestling. Well, never going to Puerto Rico. <laughs> no, yeah. solve that. Bruiser Brody, one of my favorites. Um, Sabu. 
Oh, love, love Sabu. Sabu. Yeah, the homicidal, suicidal maniac who body littered in scars from all the strange wars that he's been in, who basically started ECW or put ECW on Is that really his nickname, the homicidal, suicidal maniac? Homicidal, genocidal, suicidal maniac. That sounds terrible. Some of the, John, some of the stuff that he do, did was unbelievable. He's a terrorist. Well, no, he, no, he was no. referencing oh, okay. Middle East, though. He yeah. was, he was, that was his gig. His uncle was the original Planning Sheik. Okay, so he was related. Okay, to I knew, the original I, I, Sheik. I knew there was some kind of relation to the Sheik. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's one of my all time faves. Crazy. Now, the Von Ericks. Anybody remember the Von yeah. Ericks oh, in yeah. Texas? Oh, yeah, yeah. We want to talk about some creepy, fucked up shit. The Von yeah. Eric curse, as they call it. Check this out. Family wrestlers in Texas, WCCW, which we touched on, which was one of the first ones to really kind of syndicate their program. Only, only one of them made it, though. Only one. Texas Tornado. Every single, every single son in this family, with the exception of one, died a horrible death. Fritz von Erich, the original guy, he was like played a German guy in the 50s, 60s, owned the territory. He had a son. His first son was eight years old and was electrocuted, uh, freak accident. Years later, he has three, he has four, five. Five sons. Ready for this? Yes. There's a documentary on this too that's great. Incredible. Sounds yeah, like incredible. A movie. It should there be a movie. One. I've thought about making an actual film about this, but there's a great, great documentary. He has a son named Carrie, who is known as a Texas Tornado. Yes. He has a son named David, the Yellow Rose of Texas. He has a son named Kevin, uh, Master of the Iron Claw. Has a son named Mike. Has a son named Chris. Check this out. This territory is huge, but it's the 80s. Drugs are flying around. These kids become superstars in Texas. Gods. Like the Von Erics would bring thousands of people. They, they, they filled Texas Stadium where the Cowboys play for the tribute. But one guy dies of mysterious circumstances in Japan. Basically, they believe he had a ruptured spleen of some sort, Ooh. overindulged on food, died. A lot of people say it was a uh, uh, drug abuse. Bruiser Brody, who was killed in Puerto Rico backstage at a show, was one of the ones that found him and supposedly flushed the drugs down the toilet before the Japanese police showed up. David Von Erich dies. Not too long after that, I'm going to span like 10 years, um... Mike Von Erich, who was the little brother who just wasn't big like his brothers. He was a little brother that just couldn't, couldn't do it. The runt. There was oh, even more of a runt. But Mike Von Erich, he commits suicide. Nice. You know, he, he had a horrible uh, injury that kind of fried his brain when he was wrestling in Israel. Got a temperature of like 110 degrees. Kind of messed his head up a little bit. Came out, was never the same. Drug addict. Commits suicide in the woods on pills. They find his body three days later. Wow. This dad has now lost a son <laughs> yeah. 20 years ago. Has these boys that are famous and rich and huge and he protected them. And a lot of people say he covered up all the drug abuse and all a lot of things they were doing. One son <laughs> dies unexpectedly in a torn in Japan. I mean, he's running his sons into the ground. He's making them wrestle every night. Right. Next son can't, gets his horrible fever, gets uh, some terrible, commits suicide. Next son, um, if you can believe it, uh, was the real runt, had some asthma medicine that stunted his growth. All he wanted to be was a professional wrestler. His name was Chris, never really made it. He commits suicide. He somebody's midget. Yeah, he commits suicide. <laughs> he, um, he, he shot himself and died in the woods on the ranch where this whole family lived. Then, last but not least, Kerry Von Erich, the one that had the most success, went to the WWF as a Texas tornado. I saw him wrestle in Oakland as well. Wow, check this factoid mm. out. He lost his foot in a motorcycle accident Ooh. and wrestled with no foot in the WWF and didn't let anyone know or find out. The entire time he was in the WWF, he had no foot and stuffed the boot with towels and no. still that's wrestled. Crazy. No, that's yeah. crazy. No, that's the most absurd thing I've ever heard what in my life. What was his name? It's what was his Carrie Von Eric, I want to go Texas look back tornado. and see if like, when he, He's when he leaps about. off shit, there's like a floppy foot. There <laughs> is. It's not extreme. <laughs> it's not extreme. But, <laughs> but you can YouTube footage of him. Just put Carrie Carrie Von Erich, and you can see, you can see like the boots. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. So he lost in a motorcycle accident. They tried to repair it, and he woke up in the middle of the night in the hospital and tried to walk on it when he was full of painkillers, and 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 they had to amputate it. He was a severe, severe drug addict. So we're to, down to the fifth brother out of sixth. Wow. He with the gun that his god Texas daddy bought him for Christmas goes off into the woods. Same deal. As and shoots himself mm -hmm. to death in the wow. same woods that the other brother did. This man lost five of six sons. The one son that lived was Kevin Von Eric, who now lives in Hawaii. God bless him. He, he's straight now, blah, blah, blah. Could you even imagine existing knowing that you had five brothers 
and they're all dead. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? Unbelievable. And it's a whole, there's a wonderful and doc. And so many like self-inflicted deaths. Suicide yeah. and drugs right. and just hor- horrifying story. The whole promotion went under. There's a wonderful, wonderful indie documentary called um, Legends of World Class that tells the whole story of this promotion that I would recommend for anyone to see. WWE bought the rights to the whole library. They put out one too, The Rise and Fall of World Class. Both of them are equally fascinating, but it's a story that blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, much that's death, you know, from the height of from the height of that. Death bane. does come in threes. Mm. Crazy. Can you, can you imagine having? I mean, that's pretty crazy. But can you imagine your own brother burning down the house and your parents die in it, and then gaining power from an urn uh, every time it's brought out? Whenever you're, because <laughs> that's a true story, also. Which character is from this? From what I understand. That's amazing. Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, and he's so right. Re- <laughs> oh, this, yeah, what about the Undertaker? This is the problem with professional wrestling because every time a man has to have a serious conversation about it, somebody has to mock it. It's it's a story of professional wrestling. Well, here's the thing These about- beloved great athletes and then somebody comes along with a joke. What a great backstory, though. You know, what's awesome. more, you know what's more incredible than that? He's still wrestling. <laughs> Yeah. Really? The Undertaker? Yeah. I heard he just lost. He the streak, the streak ended. He did. His streak ended. I liked him better as a monster truck, but yeah, it was a good monster truck. It was, good, that, grave, was grave, that was Grave, grave Digger, digger though. Honestly, the best, pretty much the best thing ever was when Stone Cold buried him. He's in the ground, yet then he's on the Titan Tron. He's in the casket match. Yet then yeah. he's in the Titan Tron, even though he's in the casket yeah. underground. I'm disappearing for couple months like just basically and then it's like comes out later just as an ankle injury and just can't you know what i mean but it's like but that's that's like but what how can you take something talk about fucking making brilliant lemonade out of some lemons totally Uh, they realize they're like the suspension of disbelief in wrestling is remarkable you got two just like unripe lemons and you made fucking the world's greatest lemonade for the masses out of it (laughs) yeah that was pretty sick i just always wondered is there a camera in the casket it was like David that Blaine. You know what I mean? It was it, it was just always confusing to me at the time because I actually did believe, or, or I mean, like I was into wrestling. Yeah. Then, so it was like I was confused as to why he was able to be broadcast on the Titantron. It may uh, not even have been called the Titantron at this point yet. Yeah. Oh, just what about the Bushwhack Twins? Bushwhackers. 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 Yeah, I saw them wrestle too. They fought the. Uh, I that saw same them one. too. They they fought the Rockers, who I oh, quite yeah. enjoyed. Yeah. Which was a. Uh, Marty, Marty Jannetty and uh, Shawn Michaels, Michaels, who went on, to, who be went on to be huge, huge by himself, left yeah. by himself Mar- and into Generation X. Left poor Marty Jannetty by himself. <laughs> poor Marty Jannetty. Wrestling- they were like they were like hair metal gone to wrestling, which I think is why I was into it. Dude, you know what's funny about wrestling with tag teams? Tag teams are almost destined to split, and one guy becomes a superstar, <laughs> totally. and another guy is ruined. I mean, like you know, for every Dusty Rhodes, there's a Dirty Dick Murdoch who didn't get the push, you know, <laughs> or there's the Road Warriors who. Seen that. Who, who become demolition? <laughs> and one, yeah. didn't one of them die? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hawk was a bad alcoholic, and animal still alive. Good DVD too. The, yeah. the Road Warrior story. You know who I liked was the. Um, they were part of what was called the Ministry when the Undertaker was getting super satanic. I love that Midian, Undertaker. Oh yeah. yeah, Midian and Viscera. Oh, they were sort yeah. of his lackeys, along with uh, Farouk. Yeah, who the Alkalites. Yeah, the Alkalites. Farouk and Bradshaw. Yeah, he threw a little out there. Yeah, I love that whole Ministry arc. I really, really. I like yeah. that whole that. satanic thing. Yeah, a that lot. was cool. Yeah. yeah, and then eventually they kind of ca- they kidnapped. God, remember Shane when he McMahon became a biker? It was yeah, the worst. Was Why did that you go rough. there with that it? Was and he came out to Kid <laughs> Rock's American yeah. Badass. It's oh. like, wait a minute. A year ago, you had a guy on a cross and you were praising Satan. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you broke into McMahon's house and basically kidnapped his daughter. And now you're a biker? That was just kind of a weird That's move bad. to go Stop there. Stop dying his hair. His hair went I red think again. What, yeah. His hair's red now, but it's Well, there have been mohawk. multiple Undertakers, right? There's Brian Christopher, and then there's, there's two other guys who played Undertaker. No, the Undertaker's no. always been mean no, Mark Callis. No, no, there's two there's two at there, least. It's true. Brian That's Christopher true. and um and early and, on. Early on. Okay. Yeah, the original Brian Christopher was I think he might have been the original. He's the original he was, Undertaker up yeah. until up until like maybe uh you know when he was when he lost the whole actual Undertaker getup. Wait, what are you talking about? You are saying from the get there was when Undertaker was introduced to the WWF, it was always it was always the one well, guy. Then Brian Christopher Dan was the one who took consult over. The uh, yeah, we gotta see that yeah. because I'm telling you, I remember there there were multiple Undertakers. And Necronomicon. I, I also <laughs> remember made of human skin. Interesting. <laughs> I'm gonna um another guy that I have to throw out there, the greatest villain of all time, 
Roddy Roddy Piper. Oh, so yeah. good. Nobody, and even his resurgence in WCW was fun. Nobody is better on the mic than Piper. He nobody. Literally. I mean, there's guys that are close, but he was the best. I mean, that's a guy that said, just when you think you have all the answers, I change the questions. I mean, that's like <laughs> that, Winston that, that, that. Churchill level. Of, you know. <laughs> yeah. he, I mean, he's all-time, all, one of the all-time greats, and people forget in the 80s, him against Hogan, that was it. I mean, oh, he yeah, was, was as big. bad as it got, and his story is incredible too and again somebody that i'm thrilled with this movie that we made we roddy piper has a cameo in it and i got to spend one of the one of the greatest moments to revert to my childhood was the day that i hung out with roddy piper i picked him up in hollywood we rode in the car together up to ventura we hung out roddy piper's hanging out at my house just chilling in my guest bedroom and we drove home together and we just talked the whole time and he was he's the sweetest nicest man you would ever want to meet he's one of these guys that's not his character i mean he's just he's just a a joy of a human being really is and i've been lucky enough to keep in touch with him that's a guy that wasn't even like didn't come up and did the movie like he's in touch all the time you know yeah and he has a great podcast too piper's pit you know i'd like to hear that yeah who was the other uh, the internet wrestler? says that The Undertaker was only one dude, but I'm with you, man. Encyclopedia doesn't oh, mention anything about I'm with it either. You. Mm-hmm. Oh, am I just tripping balls? No, because I... And, and the same thing, that name you mentioned Brian was... Brian Christopher. I, I know I'm that's a, real. We'll find I'm out with who this, you. Who can find out who this Brian oh, Christopher remember is? remember actually when Undertaker fought Undertaker? That's what, that's now, what we're talking now, about here. Maybe that's yes, what you're maybe talking that's about. What they I'm brought out of. another dude. I remember dude. that now because Undertaker fought The Undertaker at yeah. one point. But I believe his I believe his name's Mark Callis in real life. Yes, I, yes. I think that. Yes, yeah, yes, and yes. I, he has been the Undertaker for the whole run. He's one of the longest careers in wrestling. You know that now, street I've seen stuff's recently great. Recently, Kane is wrestling. Right, Brian is that the original Kane, who's the son of yeah. Jerry the King Lawler. Oh, go figure. Even the original, uh, even the Kane who's wrestling right now is the same guy who was in the mask. Same Kane. And he's I, also the name. He's also in a Grandmaster Sexay. <laughs> Grandmaster Sexay, who's one half of the tag team Too, too cool, cool with cool. Scotty Too Hotty. Oh, yeah, that I was love, a great oh, tag team. Too Eventually, too they teamed hottie. up with Rikishi. They were yeah, they and, were the white white rappers, dude. Yes, and they do the worm. One of them mm. would get down and do the worm Scotty in the ring. Yeah, oh, that was That's beautiful. Yeah. That was so beautiful. Super cool. Super cool. I, I liked the um the headbangers, Mosh and Thrasher. Oh, Nobody yeah. dug them. I no. liked them. I, I thought I thought guys. they were kind of cool. They were doing the jer- they were doing the grunge thing, and like you know, I thought it was kind of cool. So they weren't they were no Hardy Boys though. No, they oh, weren't. The, yeah. No, they weren't the Hardy Boys. <laughs> no, but I mean, they had a thing. Poor Hardy Boys just slumming in TNA right now. Uh, Do you remember when Matt Hardy had his suicide scare? Like oh, he yeah. he posted something online saying like to all my friends. Matt Hardy is gone now. Love you all. Miss you. And put like his birth date and like oh, that date and like threw up like a little YouTube, but it wasn't like a promo video. It was like a blurry whatever. And people were freaking out, like putting an APB out. I'm trying to find him. And then the next day it's like, it's just a wrestling gimmick. I was going to reinvent myself, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay yeah. dude. Dramatic wrestler. That's Maybe weird. the most crazy thing was the Chris. Chris Benoit thing, right? Yeah, oh, that's just, that, that was unbelievable when that happened. I remember the coverage they were on his yeah. house for days. Just the, the you know, sort of it's, just. It's hard to believe how fucked up that was. Yeah, that, that was, was really bad because then when you learned that's that like the, the kid OJ's, had a disability, uh, and then you start uh, like more details wait, started coming expand, out. Expand because I vague recollection. So tell tell the story, Zeke. It's, so Chris, it's the most fucked up thing that's ever happened in the world of wrestling. That for the first part of the next cast, Ooh, that might be a good opener. Cliffhanger. All right, all the right. Cripplers, the Cripplers cliffhanger. <laughs> really quick, let me do records that came out, and we'll wrap this up. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so, sure. so, wrestling. We have decided is part three. Wow. We will be yeah, with you okay. next week for the next episode, and we're still so much more. And we're going to talk about your picks next week for sure. We're going to talk about some of the p- matches and wrestlers that you love that you sent in. Yes. But there's so much more, and we'll talk about the dark Chris Benoit tale and uh, so much more. So, Kai, you want a segment out? Yeah, so okay. I'm going to segment out, segment out uh, records that came out. Uh, Jay Massas came out with a new record, Tied to a Star. His solo shit, it's acoustic. It's fucking great. That dude just writes great songs. Of uh, Dinosaur Jr. Of Dinosaur Jr. If you're into his, what he does, it's great. Uh, there's a uh, new, new pornographers who haven't put a record in quite some time. It's there's called, a new record? Yeah. Brand new. First record in a while called Brill Bruisers. It's so fucking good. Easily one of the better records of the year. The Rentals came out with the new record, Lost in Alphaville, and it's so good. It's, it's really, really good. good. It's good. Mm. It's, it's really good. good. You gotta listen to it if I you haven't. I think it's not already. as good as the first record, but it's better than the second. Well, record. nothing, nothing beats that first record. Agreed. Sure. But uh, Ryan Slager from Ozma plays guitar on it. 
And oh, that's why the guitar the guitar rules yeah, on that record. Yeah. It, it, the, the tones are great. He also has the chicks from that band, uh, Lucero, singing on it. Awesome. The drummer from Black Is Keys. it not the Hayden's Girls? No, uh, they're Hayden. involved. They're involved, but the chicks from Lucero sing on it, too. Oh, okay. It's so good. It's really, really good. Uh, and Ty Siegel put out a new record, double record called Manipulator. Really good. Same kind of garagey shit that he's always done, but it's like he finally got someone to make him sound good and not sound like he's just doing one take and walking away. So okay. that's it. That's what came out. Cool. Enjoy them. They're all good. Great. Awesome. Well, folks, thank you for enjoying us this trip down wrestling memory lane, but it's not over. We're Next week, we will be back for our first ever three-parter. Yeah, we didn't even do that with horror movies. We didn't do that. Professional Wrestling Part 3, your calls, your favorite matches. Zeke, will you join us next week? Yes. You'll come back? You'll sure. come back for one more to yes. talk? Because yes. you, you've teased us now with the Chris Benoit <laughs> tale, you know? Yeah, totally. Uh, all right. Well, folks, thank you for listening. Um, This is Chris. You can find me at Army of Freshmen on Twitter. Kai at Obi-Wan Kainobi. Dan at Spoonie DX. I don't remember my Twitter thing. He's at Zeke, Zeke Berkeley. At Zeke Berkeley. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody it's his else fucking remember. name, but he doesn't remember. <laughs> and be on the lookout for the... Zeke always pokes, posts the best GIFs. <laughs> okay, it's a GIF. I know that now. GIF lover. That sounds way dumber, though. At GIF lover. It does. It sounds like, it sounds like you're, you just can't say gift. You think you think <laughs> yeah, GIF? I got you a GIF. I like GIF better than GIF. Maybe it's just because I've been saying it's it. It's because you like peanut butter. Can you send me a GIF and a GIF? <laughs> <laughs> Cue the bossa nova. Fresh We're talking real fresh.